0: Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of the SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of pronounced Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis.
2: Alright, welcome to the Chronic Podcast. Uh, as always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House 2572 City Place Court. There is no more LSU basketball. Jesus Christ, we will get into that in a second.
3: Oh. Uh, I hope
2: they had hard drugs. They, they need 136 draft beers. It just wasn't an, isn't enough. And their fantastic menu isn't enough to, to ease the pain of that LSU debacle. But the Pelican House, they're awesome. They still have LSU baseball. And I didn't realize it, but LSU gymnastics on Friday night is a thing. So you can go and watch the number one gymnastics team in America at the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. Is that a
3: fact? Is, is, that, is that accurate?
2: They are a thing. They sell, out the, 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 they, they sell out the PMAC on Friday night, and it's on the hey. SEC network, and my mom called me and was like, I want to watch LSU Gymnastics.
1: They're so
3: number one, really?
2: They're number one. Or they were.
1: Yeah, you know their number one baseball team is also playing Tulane as we speak.
2: Yes, so you can go and, to the Pelican and, House right now. And
1: beating them.
2: And be- So <laughs> go to true. the Pel. well, LSU, they love to lose midweek games. So go to the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court. You should support them because they support us. All right.
3: You know, uh, Dave, if I didn't know any better, I would think that you've converted into an LSU fan with all the pro-LSU tweets that Canal Street Chronicle's Twitter is uh, putting out there.
2: I think that's just JR getting the pass. Yeah, yeah,
1: you know know that's not me. (laughs) Um, Oh, oh, I think it is. Before
2: before we get to Saints, the little news that they had, me and Andrew are going to spend 90 seconds together and just vent on LSU. That game, that night was the worst night in Louisiana basketball history. LSU, game that encapsulated their whole season, they gagged away in horrific fashion, and then the Pelicans – top them like 90 minutes later just a horrific night of basketball Andrew
3: yeah I mean honestly I was so I was in such disbelief and so disgusted after the LSU game I, I didn't even watch the Pelicans and I watch pretty much every Pelicans game all season so um, I, I was happy that I avoided that because my level of pain and anger would only have gotten worse but Man, with LSU, I I mean, you said it, it encapsulated their whole season in one game and it it was the most painful season ever. Um, And it was just a comedy of errors. I still can't believe they lost that game. I I I, I literally I don't even know what to say about it. I'm still dumbfounded. It was like getting hit by a dump truck and just waking up and. Asking yourself what the hell happened.
2: It's my favorite analogy. It was like watching a toddler try to cross the road. You just knew that it was going to be bad.
3: At about I mean, the minutes. last two minutes were literally – it was like I was watching it in slow motion.
2: <laughs> All right. People don't want to hear us talk about LSU. They know it was terrible. All right.
1: Nobody they, wants to hear anybody talk about LSU ever. The,
2: the Saints didn't rage trade this week. They didn't do any moves. All they did uh, was have uh, Anthony Spencer in for a visit. Uh, he's the new and improved uh, Victor Butler, apparently.
3: Uh, you mean the old and <laughs> decrepit version?
1: Oh well, we know how well Victor Butler
3: turned uh, out. V- Victor Butler's 27. Anthony Spencer's 31.
2: Oh man, he is. He's so he's like the he's like the he's like the AARP version of Victor Butler. Is that what you're telling me?
3: Um, you know what he is. He's a tw- He's a 2014 version of Champ Bailey. The 2015 version.
2: Well, I mean. Okay,
3: that's a good starting
2: – the thing is – and jump in here, either one of you. I didn't feel like this, the Champ Bailey signing was a bad signing. The problem with the Champ Bailey signing was they drafted a guy for a redshirt year and depended on Champ Bailey
3: yeah. to play no, a big role. Exactly. It was, make it, it was make or break for Bailey, and if he, if he didn't pan out, they had no plan B. They had no other recourse if he couldn't be a serviceable number two corner. But like Bailey, I have no problem bringing in a guy like Spencer or any veteran. Bring him to camp. If he's not good enough, he gets cut. No harm, no foul. What's a problem is when you give these guys huge contracts. If Spencer is going to come on a minimum deal, maybe he makes the team. He's a good leader.
2: I think. Dave, what do you think of Anthony Spencer? Are you pumped? Dave is Dave. Dave is gone. He'll be back.
3: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, my micro fracture knee surgery is a scary one. I mean, a lot of players struggle to come back from that one. So,
2: yeah.
3: um, you know, he, he hasn't been the same since that. And it's really too bad because he was kind of an up and coming player, got franchise tagged. I mean, he was really uh, before that injury, um, an animal. Um, but, uh, you know, now he's kind of in the twilight of his career. You just kind of hope that maybe they do sign him. And if they do, they can. Milk a year or two out of them, you know. Maybe you get a sharper Darren Sharper syndrome, uh, where you get a guy that's kind of at the tail end of his career. He's been banged up, but um, you know, kind of just in his final year, uh, comes up with the goods. Well, I mean, they've just dropped out again. Uh, I, it's not not to bring
2: up Darren Sharper. Well, yeah. we'll get to him rotting in prison eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, they just. I don't have a problem with. I, I like the veteran signings. I mean. The thing is, like you said, you can't you, you can't depend on him. The right. question, I guess, I have is, um, do you think that Anthony Spencer will kind of be Dave, 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 Dave? are you back? I guess not. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think this will be like their final if they sign Anthony Spencer? Do you think they're kind of done free agency wise?
3: No, I mean, I, I still think they could add some guys, you know, like Eric Lorig type signings. I'm not saying they would get a fullback, but, I, you know, guys that are out there on the market that, um, you know, I mean, Steve Breston, remember a couple of off seasons ago, they added a veteran like that. So I could see them kind of kicking the tires on some vets like that. But, uh, I, I mean, I definitely think they're done. I mean, really, if you look at the free agents out there, there's really no one else um, that, uh, that's that appealing, you know, in terms of, helping your roster one thing I will throw out there Ralph that I wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if uh, the Saints went this route um, is you know there a lot of people have likened some of these Saints moves to 2006 in fact I think Tom Benson in an interview did today as well Um, but you know just kind of the overhaul and and one thing I kind of remember about the early days of Sean Payton was he wasn't against trading draft picks for veterans, but, yeah. yep. Jeff Fain, Hollis Thomas, yep. uh, Scott Shanley. Um, so I, I wouldn't put it past him, you know, if he feels like they need some guys that can help right away. Cause the saints, I firmly believe they're still in win now mode. Yeah. And some of these draft picks that they've acquired are great, but they may want to try to turn them into immediate assets, assets that can help I, them right away.
2: I mean, the the thing with the Saints though that you, that makes it harder than two thousand six for that is if you are if you're acquiring veteran players they had no cap issues in 06. six
3: you're right basically. no but I think I still think the Jari Evans contract is something that could free up you yeah. know upwards of five million dollars and uh, you know that's probably I mean they're not going to trade for for Mario Williams or anything you know, any contract like that um, but. You know, again, I mean, Shanley—he—he he wasn't making a ton of money when they acquired him. No. Um, so guys like that, they can still pick up
2: uh, linebacker. I mean, I was surprised. I w- I thought they might sniff around Brandon Marshall a little bit. I was a little bit surprised, just because with the with the Ryan Pace connection, you know.
3: Um. Yeah, I just don't see the the character is an issue there.
2: Yeah, but I mean he's he's been okay. I mean, he's been the, the main issue they said with him in Chicago last year was wasn't that um uh uh he uh, he they said that he uh the bears were mad at him because he was being on the inside of the NFL too much. It wasn't that he was like a locker room cancer.
3: Dave, are you know. back? All, all I know is he's been run out of town by three straight teams now.
2: Dave, are you back? For now. Yeah, um is there a free agent move or something that that you're like you feel like before the draft comes around, Dave, that you feel like the saints need to make
1: um you know, I don't know who who's left out there on the market that hasn't been taken up obviously anybody that left isn't you know may not necessarily be starter material or isn't gonna be uh you know a game changing player um but uh. You know, I don't know, just just somebody again, somebody on the defensive side of the ball. I'd say a linebacker, really. I mean,
3: well, like yeah. So there. let's let's talk about a position. I mean, I would have said, linebacker. and I think you guys would agree, that at the beginning of the off season, the biggest hole was cornerback, the second cornerback, and they signed Brandon Browner. So we feel maybe a don't little bit better Canada about that. Don't fucking Canada Dion. Yeah, and C- Canada Dion, and obviously the pirate is is gonna have a transformation in year two. <laughs> yeah. So. Everything's good there. No, but um, so that that's kind of patched up at least for now. Obviously, they add a center. They lose their starting superstar tight end. Do we feel good about tight end? Eh, I mean, Josh Hill could be the guy. Um, they lose Kenny Stills, so there's now maybe a need at receiver. But we don't know if Brandon Coleman, Chantavius Jones, maybe those guys step up. Nick Tune um, is Brandon so, Coleman on the roster? He is. Um. So and as is Andy Tanner. Uh huh but um no, I, i'm that i know i think i'm with dave I, I think linebacker especially of the pass rushing variety i mean I, it it seems like all this gallet stuff is starting to go away so i i do think there's a decent chance that he's not going to get suspended um but all the same you know whether it's anthony spencer or some other guy for me the biggest need, and I think Tim Lolito could be okay at left guard if he ends up being the center or I'm sorry the left guard, but I, I think right now pass rush is something they need to address do you
2: you know but can you man veteran pass rush it's hard to get it's hard to go find a guy that's a veteran pass rush I mean the the, guy, the guys like John Abraham that bounce from team to team to team and still get you seven to ten sacks are just like so rare. You know And they
3: want and they want money.
2: And they want money. But the thing is, like John Abraham, he did it for years and years and and until like the last year where he quit, like he was still churning out ten sacks a year.
3: Yeah. You know? Well then that's why in my You lose a guy like Tyron Walker. I mean that's a guy you've been developing. He's shown some nice things and that's potentially a guy that could become that for you. Um, you know, he's gotten a little bit better every year and it just um, again, I, I hate to belabor that, but it just really sucks that they weren't able to hold on to a guy that they kind of built in house like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: that. I mean that. I mean that was a that that was a the one the one thing where you said, the salary cap
3: bit them there,
2: you know. Yeah. Um. All right, Dave. Uh. We talked about moves left to do, um, and I just want to touch on this. Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis actually talked this week. Uh, I watched the interviews. Did you see, Dave? Did you see anything interesting or read anything interesting no. about their? Anything strike you about their talking about Jimmy Graham in the off season so far? Anything no. strike you as interesting?
1: No, I, I think it was all the regular generic rhetoric that we that we normally hear from them. You know, I would say the only thing that sort of stood out for me was that. <clears throat> Mickey Loomis said, uh, you know, that this draft was important, and uh, you know, so I'm 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 happy to hear him say that. You know, obviously, what else would he say? He's not going to say this draft. is <laughs> This
3: draft's bad. a throwaway.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, but uh, but it's it's good to hear that because because really and truly, this is really an important draft. When I mean, you've, you've traded away all these players for and you've acquired draft picks in their place, um, obviously the goal here is to draft well this year. And, you know, you'd like to think with nine picks that they're going to get two and possibly even three starters. I mean, that would be amazing.
2: Well, I mean, here's the thing that, you know, and look, we give them a pass because they came off of winning a Super Bowl. But now that Jimmy Graham's gone, they have nobody left from the 2010 draft. And that draft is a fucking disaster. I mean, I know we were all high as hell because they won the Super Bowl and it was cool. But, I mean, Patrick Robinson, Charles Brown, then Jimmy Graham, they traded up to get Al Woods. He didn't make the team. I mean, that Andrew, that draft is bad. draft is, was bad.
3: Yeah, but I still think Jimmy Graham you view as a home run. I mean, you know, he for the time that he played with the Saints, he, he was unstoppable when healthy. And even when injured, he was more productive than almost any tight end in the game. And he, he returns Max Unger and a first round pick. So, um, you know, that's an extension of that pick. And uh, I think any way you look at it, that's a home run. Um, And I think most teams would be lucky and thrilled to have one guy. If you told any team, you will get a guy, a difference maker, like Jimmy Graham out of this class and and everything else sucks. And they does. Uh, I think but they, I I
1: think they would Tennant. take it.
2: I forgot I about Matt Tennant. It. They traded up to get him too.
1: Yeah, he that's usually hard. their draft every year. Anyway, that's usually how it goes. They might get one guy that's good, and the rest of it are throwaways. Uh,
3: well, no, but Jimmy Graham is. Uh, there's no one on the roster besides Breeze that is on Graham's level. I mean, that that's superstar level. That's not well, good. Well, now there is.
1: really isn't anybody on the roster that's at mm-hmm. Breeze's level. Yeah, I, mean, I agree.
2: Well, I mean, I I think though, I think though that. The 2010 draft. You, you couple the 2010 draft being, I, I guess you can give it a, I guess you can give it a. You got they got one player, but you couple the rest of it, the draft disaster with the Goodell mess. Um.
1: Will somebody re- uh, respond to Kevin, please. <laughs> he's, he's calling. Fucking it. idiot. How how often do we do blog talk? It's always on <laughs> Skype. Oh well, sometimes you know we do emergency. Yeah, one one every ten podcasts is on blog talk.
3: No, more like 50.
1: (laughs) Right.
2: So, um, but you couple the the, the 2010 draft disaster with the Goodell taking away two second-round picks and the Pirate. I mean, Andrew, I could argue that that pretty much explains why the Saints aren't where they are. It's not the cap. It's those two things.
3: What? Goodell and what else?
2: It's the the Goodell taking away the picks and – the 2010 draft was a fucking disaster.
3: Oh, well, I mean, I think part of it is, is in general. I I just don't think the saints really, other than the Graham pick have done a great job, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Ingram has turned out okay. And, you know, he's coming back. So hopefully that ends up being a good pick. And uh, I think the jury's still out on cam Jordan, but he, he certainly looks like he'll end up being a pretty good pick. And, uh, Vaccaro one good year, one God awful year. So, uh, we're left kind of scratching our heads on that one, but still hopeful. Um, but you know, there, there's not a lot of home run picks in there. I mean, there's a few guys that are solid, uh, and a lot of guys that aren't even on the team anymore. So, um, I, I, I think again, when we've talked about this Jeff Ireland thing, we've really, they're putting a lot of eggs in the Jeff Ireland basket and, uh, I think as th- that's as much of an indictment into their own ability to recognize talent as it is any sort of putting Ireland on a pedestal. Um, and so that should be concerning to every Saints fan because it's basically an acknowledgment that the way we've been doing things in the draft hasn't been working. Well, I mean, at least it's different. And yeah. If, Dave, at least it's different. I mean... Oh, well, it's different, all right. <laughs> we
1: needed to see what was going to be behind door number two, so at least we're getting that. So I mean, it's, I mean it is different. So far, I I see the logic behind it, and it makes sense to me, and I'm happy they're doing it. Um, I'm, so I have no I have no problems with it.
2: I, I don't either. I mean, my thing is I'm an my wife is a die-hard Astros fan, and I'm I'm an Astros fan. They are my baseball team, but. Not on the level that she is at. But they, they went to the World Series in 05. And in 06, they almost made it back because their division was crummy. And they should have blown that son of a bitch up at the trading deadline in 07. But instead, they hung on and hung on. And at 2007, 8, and 9, they just slid into mediocrity and worse. And we're on year six of the fucking rebuilding plan. So... The Saints are taking the leap a year early, and I—I I mean, it's—I fi- I mean, it's fine by me, but it's risky as hell. I mean, if they—if if they don't hit on three of these picks at least, if they don't get an infusion of two or three players that are starting and contributing. I gotta say, there—I think they might slide back to like five, four, or four, you know.
3: What do you guys feel like is the most important position to get competition? I mean, you look at the starting lineup right now. I mean, obviously, Cooks and Colston are the receivers. Uh, probably, I guess, Nick Toon is the number three for now. Um, and then at tight end, oh, you've got Ben Ben Watson and Josh Hill. Um, you know, Lolito is the starting left guard. You've got uh, Galette at outside linebacker. You've got, uh, you know, Keenan Lewis and Browner um and then uh I mean, you I'm, know the rest of the roster I mean who, who do you guys feel like needs the most competition right now Dave you can go first I I know who I'm going to say though
1: I mean the real answer is that there's quite quite a lot of positions I, I would yeah, say I I agree not, I am not I I think the signing of Brandon Browner being the only move that they've made at cornerback I mean I, I think that's just like uh, putting a bandaid on on a very large wound. <laughs> it's a key. Um, uh, you know, I. Just, so Dave, do you like the
3: tra- th- drafting tra- tra- Trey Wayne's at 13th overall?
1: Uh, oh yeah, I absolutely would. If he was available, I, I feel like all the quote unquote you know mock drafts or whatever, um, they all seem to have him gone by the time the Saints uh, are on the clock. But if he was available. Um, I would say yeah I, I, you, you can't just have two corner two good cornerbacks and then nothing behind them uh once one of them goes down and I, I can almost assure you that one of them will go down with an injury at some point you know you don't want to get in a situation where where it's just it's just hopeless and you know you want to have a good secondary because that's going to help the pass rush um if you can if you can keep those receivers covered you're going to get a lot of coverage sacks and that kind of stuff so <laughs> You know, uh, 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 the the position that needs the most help on defense is linebacker because they really don't really have any, any anybody there. But uh, so is drafting one great player at the linebacker position, that's not creating competition. That's just, you know, trying to get somebody that's good at linebacker. So as far as competition is concerned, I'd, I'd say it's cornerback.
2: Kevin has joined us. He's taken a break yeah, from he his hears. wrestling town hall meeting or whatever the hell he does. Uh, held... Um, <laughs> What position, now that the Saints are kind of done with their offseason moves, what position, if they don't get it in the draft, will you be like, oh my God, I can't believe they didn't add a position, they didn't draft a guy at that position?
0: Well, Dave already touched on linebacker. Dave also, well, actually Dave was talking competition with corner, and I I would agree. Uh, And I guess maybe listening to you rant about how they haven't done shit with linebackers in forever. I guess I wouldn't be disappointed if they, you know, ignored it yet again and <laughs> pick and, and just pick three guys off the waiver wire or whatever LRB is the answer, baby. LRB. Right. Well t- oh,
1: tomorrow, uh, <laughs> tomorrow Kevin Skyver has a really good post, uh, a very detailed post about LRB. So
2: Well here's my thing. here's my thing and I'm gonna this will surprise you. I, I, I was gonna say O line. I know Kevin, you took my thing. And here's why. I think if the Saints at thirteen, say they draft Lyle Collins from LSU and he's awesome. Then you've got an awesome center, an awesome young guard. Maybe Jari Evans can get healthy and you can he can go back to being a B plus player. You got your left tackle good. You got Strief. Suddenly your offensive line is a strength and you're not just patching holes so that's why I, I kind of hope they, they go offensive line but they've got to nail it because if they don't if they just pick a guy then it's not then it's just going to be okay I think if they hit on it it has a chance to be a real strength
3: yeah I mean Brandon Scherf and um, Lel Collins no. those two guys I mean either of those guys
2: I don't like Iowa linemen they always get hype and they
3: never end up being that good you can't you can't be vague <laughs> like that and assume that all Iowa linemen are created th- equal. Dead, that's ridiculous.
2: I mean, they're all kind of meh. They come out, that's, they're like, it's the great. Right? Kirk, Kirk Forens
3: is the O-line genius.
2: And they drive these guys, they're either bust or they're like, eh.
3: That's fair. But the reason I like both of these guys, and both of these guys are potentially available at 13, and would, that's kind of the range that they would get picked in. So... Uh, but the reason I like both is both kind of have that guard-tackle X factor where they could play either position, and I think the Saints would be a perfect situation for them where they kind of get started at guard as a rookie, and then maybe if when Streif retires, they develop the tackle and move over there. So it's kind of a good position right now to draft a guy that could, that's kind of a swing player that can do either one.
2: Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're gonna we're going to do – uh, a little bit on Darren Sharper, and that's why I'm glad Kevin finally called in. Kevin, <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I have a question for you. I'm not going to get the, the whole yep. you know, Darren Sharper. He's evil, whatever. Here's the thing: I don't understand. I just tweeted out that Darren Sharper is going to rot in jail, and now when I watch the Saints 2009 highlights, I feel a little bit icky, and it's just. I think I said it was, it's 5% less, less awesome, or something like that, and people fucking came at me on
0: Twitter, like you wouldn't believe, right, 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 you're not a real fan, bro, not a real fan, it's either, it's crowd. you're not, you're not, you're not a real fan, or, it's just, you're only rooting for laundry, bro, you're only rooting for laundry, dude, you know what, fuck off, okay, I know everybody says you're rooting for laundry, there's a motherfucker that has to wear that shirt. The shirt don't hang up on its own. A body has to fill that jersey. Okay? And the guy that fucking was filling that jersey was Gary shirt. A a now fucking convicted sexual predator in multiple states. And and a goddamn deviant and a a pre a, a Predator of women, and I know they said like, oh, you know, the, like I was listening to radio reports, and it's like, oh, the, you know, uh, not, not oh, but it was just they were just reporting the facts. These occurred after he retired from football, and and the whole and I my and first thought was like, my first thought was, thank God, but then my second thought was, yeah, right, that we know of. That so, we know of, like, what? like, I, 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 and I even, I even felt guilty for thinking, thank God he didn't, he, he chose to, he chose to wait to start raping, drugging, and <laughs> raping women uh, in, when he retired from football. And he was going to be, and he,
2: the, the thing, I know this doesn't matter necessarily, guys, but he was going to be a star for the NFL. Net. Like he was good on TV. Like, I know that's completely yeah, separate issue. He was
0: on local TV, wasn't he? He was
2: on local, and he was on NFL Network, and he was, like, good at it. Like, not some of these ex-players. Like he, Yeah. And so, Andrew, Dave, do you have any other thoughts? I just – I don't know. Uh,
1: I think it's all been said.
3: Thank th- And the last thing I'll no, say. No, I mean, I, I do think it's a little bit um, of a catch-22 because I feel like a lot of the people that are like, oh, you root for the jersey, you don't root for the player – it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I personally, I agree with that. I mean, for me, i the emblem, and I, I root for the organization. I I, I don't require to be citizens at all times, but I don't think it's much for that they not be serial rapists. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so and well, and well. I, I think that the total d- double standard there is that you say anything critical about Drew Brees, and you have a – a huge boatload of people. I mean, you, you've got all of his diehard followers that immediately crucify you on Twitter. If you if you say anything, if you if you respond to any of his tweets or criticize the amount of sponsorships that he does tweeting, the, you'll get fifty mentions of people he going nuts tweet. on you.
2: That's not he doesn't do non-sponsored tweets, Andrew. That's a lie.
3: But I'm just saying. The point is. You look at Breeze, and one day he's going to retire. He's not going to be a Saint anymore. And you know what? If the Saints part ways with him, I'm going to root for the quarterback that is, even if he's awful, that's the guy I'm going to root for, whoever is throwing the passes. And eventually it's not going to be Breeze. And there are some fans that aren't going to feel that way. So I, I just think that's not consistent with how they're treating Darren Sharper. And I'm sorry, but like it, selfishly, I'm glad it's Tracy Porter that had the big no, I was Super Bowl and that. not Darren Sharper because that if I had it. to watch Darren Sharper run that pick back, yeah, it would be going through my mind if I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my final thought. Thank God it was Tracy Porter that had the pick against Minnesota and the Super Bowl pick because you can say whatever you want. It would have sucked if America, every time they saw that Super Bowl highlight, be like, oh, Darren Sharper, he raped those people in those – four- Yeah, but they wouldn't be showing that highlight though. That's oh, that's true. That that, that would make it, it so. The NFL would never. Right. The, the I, I mean,
0: never I mean basically, I mean, I I I hate to make it feel. I hate to make it. God. I hate even do, making it about football again in, in this sort of situation. But it would be like, uh, you know, the, the Saints feel like the national media and the NFL is is out to get us. Right there. They're not showing the highlights from that Super Bowl. They're just not.
2: There you there they're not. A, no, you're. You, that is, you're 100 correct. I mean, and I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. We're we're done with that. I I don't know what else to say.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I got I got something else to say. I love I love the uh, I love how our judicial system uh, allows a guy to admit to being a sexual predator. And essentially saying, yeah, I'm not going to serve uh, these sentences uh, consecutively. I'm going to serve them all at the same time. So I'll be out of prison in fucking nine years. Yeah, I guess is that
3: it, is that done? Is that like he's going to be in jail for again. nine years?
2: Pretty much. And I mean, he'll be good behavior. The only yeah, thing I can think years. about the only thing I can think about that Kevin is like they must have not. They must have felt like they they couldn't just drop the hammer. They must have the the district attorney must have felt like they didn't. You know, like going to well, trial uh, it would have been risky. I mean that's the only thing I can think of.
0: There. Yeah, well uh, well well here here's the thing though with that. He's spending nine years in federal prison. So this was a federal case.
1: That's fucking me in said, the air. Prison.
0: The <laughs> Fed will
1: Hashtag he, office he space. Said,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Um the Fed You know, this isn't are, some white
3: collar resort. No.
0: No. They will uh they will take whatever victory they can get. Like, like if they, if they think they can get 10 years out of somebody, even though, even though they, even though the maximum would be like 30 or whatever, or, or something. And again, I'm just making, making that, those numbers up on, on whatever, on other things, but they'll take what they can get. Like if, like if, if somebody is eligible for a huge sentence, and, he, and the, the, the defendant's attorneys is like, well, what if we admit cop to this? Can we work out a deal? The feds, the feds will take the deal because gotcha. they want that fucking conviction. Gotcha. They want those convictions.
2: All right, we got it. We want to get out of here early, and we have a ton of fun Twitter questions. We'll save my my movie reviews for next week. Thanks to everybody donating for the laptop. We only need $150 more to get to 700 so I can get rid of this shit laptop that... Starts up and it sounds like a dying fucking cruise ship or whatever grinding when I start up. So we're only $150 away. So donate what you can. Thanks.
3: So, to th- so you've had $550 in donations. Yes, I have. Man, people are uh, really going Stupid. all out for us.
2: The economy's turning around, <laughs> Andrew. People have disposable income. That
3: is that is very humbling. Thank it you. Is.
2: We just need yeah. $150 more. Thanks to Peter and John and. I forget your name, but you donated five pounds, and I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna claim it in PayPal. <laughs>
1: awesome. I prom. Pro- so what, what's that? Thing. Like ten I'm bucks? Sure. It's ten Almost. bucks? It's probably, yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. So I'm I'm gonna go and claim it. Um. Thanks, so- Governor Thanks, Governor. <laughs> so all right. <laughs> hey, first first Twitter
1: question. I is- think Sir Kevin needs to make an appearance oh. for for that. <laughs> yes, I know, was man. was, was, a, was that was that donation ahead, made by
0: Kevin?
2: So, Sir Kevin, no, what no, can Sir
0: I get? Sir Kevin had nothing.
2: Sir, Sir Kevin, what? what can I get with five pounds in Britain? Oh,
0: ships. I, 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 I yeah, Sir, <laughs> Sir Kevin does not know the conversion rate.
2: <laughs> All right, Dave. This is from Dylan. Who will have a bigger impact on 2015? My son. <laughs> uh, who will have a bigger impact in 2015 Saints season? Jarrus Byrd or the Saints number 13 pick?
1: Oh, that's a good question. That that's is like a, good a legitimately question. good question. We we so rarely get those. those <laughs> of questions. Um I think Jerris Bird, I mean, he he's a veteran. He's been around a while. Um and uh the number 13 pick while obvious Well, be, well f- first of all, you don't even know if they're going to have the number 13 pick. They very well could trade up and get uh You know, and move up into six, seven, or eighth spot, or something like that. But I mean, I guess that doesn't. Yeah. Regardless, um, obviously, you do expect your a pick that high to contribute early, just like Brandon Cooks did last year. But I still think that you you can definitely expect more out of uh, Bird, and I I, and I hope that we do get more out of him.
2: Uh, Kevin, this is from Mike Jones. This is specifically for you. If Breeze and were or Tom and Rita had a Loser Leaves Town match, who would you rather leave town never to return?
1: A match in what?
2: Loser Leaves Town match, wrestling.
1: Oh, oh, wrestling.
0: If, if it's Breeze versus well, Peyton. Breeze versus Peyton.
2: And then Tom versus and, Rita. And
0: Tom versus Rita. Uh, I would probably... Oh, Jesus. Well, I, I don't know the <laughs> full extent of shenanigans that Rita was doing. Um... <laughs> So I, I don't know, like, I don't know for sure that she may be fit to run the team or not. But at the same time, I know Tom Benson is, uh, he he's uh, closer to the twilight than he is the dawn, as it were. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I well, would, well oh, said. God what, uh, sorry, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice and go with the wild card, and I'll take Rita on that one. Ooh. Uh, uh, and actually, uh, since it is Tom Benson, can we instead of making it a lose leaves town match, can we just make it a casket match and just make it official? <laughs> oh, man, that's um, and then with Peyton and Breeze, yeah, I know. Thank you. Peyton Breeze. Oh shit. I tell you what, I've already got, I, I got the booking. Uh, we'll do Memphis style, we're going to Memphis style this thing. What we'll ha- what we'll do is, we'll have, uh, we'll have Drew Brees win. I the TV to work for you. Oh, no, 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 we'll have Sean Payton win, and then we'll have Drew Brees show up four months later, but he'll be wearing a mask. And he'll call himself like the Midnight Rider or whatever.
2: The Midnight Rider. Oh, my God. I don't even, and that's a wrestling and reference like, I don't even get.
0: Yeah, yes, it is. Uh, dusty, Ro- dusty Rhodes, dusty road, baby. <laughs>
2: Andrew. Dusty road. This is from bitter the bitter one one.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh,
2: what would you rather be, serial rapist serving ten years or FAA <clears throat> violator serving fourteen years for pointing laser at a plane?
3: Uh... I'm not familiar with this FAA. Is that is it was this a pop culture his, reference?
2: It was his no, his his guy and a, his girlfriend. They had mm-hmm. like one of those laser pointers, but like I guess like a super high powered one, and uh-huh. they were pointing it at a police helicopter that was looking for an escaped convict, and they're going to jail for 14 years.
3: 14 years for doing that? Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. more than sharper. Yeah. Oh man. So what would you rather, God. Be? Would God, you rather be? God bless America. You rather? Uh I'm still I'm spending more time in jail because at least I get to sleep at night.
2: Yeah. And you can get out of good behavior and get out in seven. Yeah. All right. Kevin, is it okay to boo Jimmy Graham? Uh. Hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm against booing I'm against booing in the first. I, I think I think if Seattle comes to New Orleans, uh, I think the crowd. I, I would hope that the fans would give him a nice uh, round of applause. Uh, obviously, now obviously, if he fucking scores a touchdown and dunks over the goalpost in a Seattle Seahawks uniform, better rain in, fuck Better rain the fuck out of him. Egg the team bosses as it's leaving. The whole deal.
3: Like. Wait, did Kevin like, say if or did he say when? I
0: said if. I said if.
3: Don't. T- you might want. You might want to rephrase that to when. It's happening. It's just a matter of when.
0: Okay. Fine. You know. You know when, when you the Seahawks the come to the
3: Superdome, whenever that is, a year, two years, three years. Jimmy Graham will be scoring a touchdown in that game.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Here's okay, the thing. Okay. Here's the interesting thing about Jimmy Graham. He got 14 targets a game with the Saints. He ain't getting that with Seattle. So, because they throw the fewest amount of times in the NFL. And I don't care that they have Jimmy Graham. They're not going to throw a ton more. What do you think his stat line is going to be? I'm going to say over-under for him is going to be 70 catches. Like, he's not getting in the
1: 80-85 range. Dave, thoughts on that? If you were sitting at at 70, I would possibly even take the under on that. To be wow. quite honest with you. Uh, you know, if, if they keep Marshawn Lynch and they, and they still remain the type of offense uh, that they were that we saw last season and the last – couple of years I, I don't i don't even know if Graham gets that many catches josh hill's healthy he's going to have more catches than jimmy Graham. if somebody's in some, if somebody's in front of a computer look up how many catches all the seahawks receivers had i'm 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 curious to know who what the, who had the most and what that number is. all right
2: i'll look that up andrew this is a really good question for you another legitimate football question from vicky what is the deal with evan mathis would he be good for the saints why are the eagles wanting to trade him
3: uh Well, why do the Eagles want to get rid of their entire roster? I mean, I think Chip <laughs> Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly has this vision, and uh, evidently any guy that was on the team prior to him joining, uh, he wants to ship out of there. So uh, it's a culture change. I think in Evan Mathis' case, I mean, it's a classic case of a veteran that's older that is paid very handsomely, and, you know, we, we we saw that with Ben Grubbs. Jari Evans, uh, you know, was in limbo for a while this season. Colston had to restructure. Lofton got cut. I mean, same, same deal with any vets like that. I mean, eventually your contract gets too high and your age gets up there and your age isn't worth the investment. So I, I think that's kind of a classic case. Now, the one thing about Mathis that's been impressive is he's kind of been able to maintain a level of play. That's been pretty impressive as he's gotten older. So he's still really good, uh, but I think the main thing with Mathis is financial. Uh, the Saints just can't afford him right now. Uh,
2: Dave, the number one receiver for Seattle was Doug Baldwin. He caught 66 passes. He had yeah. 98 tar- He had 98 targets. Let's give Jimmy Graham 20% more targets. That still only gets him to 120 targets. And 20% more. Would put him at seven. Well, I'd put him at seventy-eight catches.
1: But with those alligator arms,
2: yeah.
3: I mean, what's I, gonna be what's gonna be interesting is how much Graham is even on the field when they're pounding it with Marshawn Lynch. Um, you got to think that Lynch's ability to make an impact in the run game is gonna be hampered with Jimmy Graham on the field blocking.
2: Yeah,
0: it's gonna be. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, watch Josh, Jimmy, watch Jimmy, watch, watch, watch Jimmy Graham. have like fucking 55 catches for like 750 yards, but he's going to have like nine touchdowns. Yeah.
3: yeah. I could see something that's like that happening. happening. I mean, I, I I'm not going to lie. I, I think Jimmy Graham's a bad fit for that offense. I mean, I, I just really? think unless, well, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Lynch and this might be Lynch's last year. Um, so it's it's entirely possible that Seattle is going to decide that they're going to become more run and gun. They're going to start throwing the football more with Russell Wilson once um, Marshawn Lynch is out of there. Um, so they, they may start to lean less on Lynch anyway and, and kind of fun, shift from that style of offense. Fun
2: end of March question around the horn really quick. Dave, who's going to have more catches,
1: C.J. Spiller or Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Uh, you know, I, I hope he may not have 70 catches, but he'll certainly have more than Spiller. I'd say Spiller gets like 40 to
3: 50. Andrew? Oh, I think Spiller for sure. Yeah. I I'd, I'd, I'd bet I'd, I'd bet some handsome money on that.
2: Kevin? Uh, I'll take Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I'll take if if Spiller doesn't have more than Jimmy catches than Jimmy Graham, that means he's going to be injured.
3: Yeah, I think,
2: I think Spiller. I think Spiller's is going to be if he's. Spiller.
3: Healthy, I think Spiller will have eighty catches.
1: Yeah. I no think, way. No way. I mean, history- you know, this is a this is a new. They're a they're a different offense last year. Uh, you know, they use Mark Ingram more, so they're going to run more than they usually do. And I mean, they've got Cooks, and I I think I, my guess is that they're actually going to go for a wide receiver in the draft somewhere in the in one of those top rounds. so I, And I think they may have somebody else. And I, I I don't know. I think 80 is a lot. That's a lot.
3: I mean... All right. Hey, Dave, your 13th pick, you have Lel Collins available, Trey Wayne's available, and Landon... Amari uh, Cooper? What yeah, about Amari, Amari Cooper? Cooper. Amari
1: Cooper. <laughs> those three. Which one do you take? I would probably take Trey Wayne's, but I could certainly see... Sean Payton going with Amari Cooper Man. I would have a hard time passing on him if he's still there I, I know really would. and I, I mean, mean you think about it they don't really have I mean you know Colston is just so old they they, they don't have anybody like I think, him I think uh, if, in their offense catching balls I think if
2: Cooper gets
1: to I
2: think if Cooper gets to 9 the Saints are going to be itching oh, yeah. to, to yeah. jump above St. Louis and that's when one yeah. of those third round picks gets into play that's that's just my opinion. History tells I, us that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just, I really don't think Peyton's gonna be able to keep his hands off of Mari Cooper.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> well, me and Kevin, are, we, me and Kevin are gonna lose our shit if they have to move up into the top five to get him.
0: Um, <laughs> Dude, if, 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 not even that. If they, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I don't want him to trade up. I don't want him to fucking trade up.
1: No, I don't either.
0: But I mean, you would like if they. If they give up like a
2: three, it would it would make me mad, but I wouldn't like lose my shit. Or if they give up like a five to go up to ten, which that could be about the cost.
0: Like you if- know that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to be that. It's going to be okay. I want something this year, and I want like your two next year or some shit like that. That, that's that's what the deal's gonna end up being. It's yeah. not gonna be. Well, then I'll flip oh, my- oh, oh, oh! Just give me your, just give me your no, five no, this year, we'll and I'll let you move up like that. seven spots to get
2: cooks, and it was a three. Right.
3: Did you did you guys see that Weisenhunt quote uh, today? I mean, it, if if you take that seriously, it sounds like quarterbacks are gonna go one, two. Well,
2: what's the what's the what's the spot, Andrew? And be- before we get out of here, what's the spot that you look at and you're like? Early, I know it's a good ways away from there, but what, what's the spot where you're like, that's sort of a spot where if this team picks an offensive player or a defensive player, that really affects what the Saints, will what will happen and, and could affect the guys' slide to them?
3: Well, I think number two, it starts at number two. I mean, I think we know Tampa will go quarterback at one, at least we hope. Um, at two, I really think the dominoes fall from there because I think if Leonard Williams drops to three, there's a big difference between that because whoever whoever is picking if he's still available at three I mean, you have to take him I mean' he's, the, he's arguably the best player in the draft and you know if Marietta goes at two um, for me that that's a big deal because that pushes everyone down on the board and uh, you know and I mean we want Kevin White's another guy I mean that's a guy that could go in the top five or the top ten yeah. that helps the Saints it drops the talent down the board.
2: I don't know I don't I hope I I don't if the same if they pick Kevin White I guess I'll talk myself into him by August but I'm not I don't know.
3: Well that's exactly why I want him to be taken before He looks team.
2: like he reminds me of Darius Hayward Bay. Like he runs really fast and yada 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 but
3: Anyway, I think, that, I think you mean Darius
2: Darius Hayward Bay. Anyway, Stonehands they got picked by the Raiders really really high. Um so That'll wrap up this podcast as we get closer and closer to the draft. Maybe the Saints will do another trade this week. You know, Um, didn't
3: didn't Wang? I thought Wang had a question. I could have sworn Wang had something.
2: Um, did he? Uh, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see Wang have it. I don't see
3: it. Ralph, your question reading is terrible. Your your Twitter navigation is suspect.
2: Is it's beyond? I would say it's 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 worse than suspect. (laughs) <laughs> um uh but we'll get to it next week, Wayne. we apologize so um go to Saints Nation Andrew's got three round mock drafts, like multiple like mult I forgot who did it. I think it might have been
3: uh it was Brian
2: Brian he did like two different versions of the draft for three rounds. He's like, well, this guy was available here and it was it was really good reading um and of course, Andrew a long time ago, for like intriguing players that the Saints could get in free agency, C.J. Spiller was one of, one of the guys on the list along with like the center from Kansas City. And so like Andrew doing a pretty good job of predicting things.
3: Uh, I also predicted Anthony Spencer a week ago. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs>
2: And Dave's got a lot of interesting things going on in Canal Street Chronicles and people hijacking the uh, Canal Street Chronicles Twitter feed and tweeting out positive LSU things, which is fun. And Kevin is on Tinder, as always. Kevin, quick 15-second update on Tinder. How's it going?
0: Uh, n- just nothing on Tinder. No bites. The, the Tinder well is dry. I think they changed up the app and it's screwed up people getting mad. Sure,
3: at blame it on the app. Blame sure. the app
2: on your... Blame in
3: the algorithm.
2: Blame the algorithm. So, for Kev, yep. for Dave, for Andrew, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week,
1: I'll be well.